Hey, I'm Yen, aka Yen Ceramics, and I am here to help you live your life by your own unique creative code. These episodes will be all about conscious conversations on all things creativity, confidence, finding your state of genius, and unpacking the paradigms that are keeping creatives stuck in a state of struggle. Here we will celebrate contradictions, embrace individuality, support you in finding your style and your voice, and share conversations with friends to dive even deeper into all of the juicy things. You'll walk away from each episode with tangible tips and truth bombs that will help you pave your own path, utilize your creative license, and find confidence as an artist. I am so excited to have you here, so let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Creative Code. This week, I I really want to touch on creativity well, I mean, yes, this is an, this is a podcast about creativity. So yes, yeah, we're obviously talking about creativity. But specifically, I would like to talk about how there is no right or wrong when it comes to your creative flow. Generally speaking, there is no right or wrong when it comes to creativity because creativity, much like our art, is so subjective and it's so personal. It really is a personal practice. And so what might work for your art lecturer and what they tell you that they do when you're in your classes may not work for you in your own practice. But it can provide awesome insight into how others work and that you, you might get something out of that and be able to implement aspects of it. So I'm a big fan of gathering knowledge and intel and research and all of that. And so with that, we can often observe others in their creative flow and then compare ourselves and think, oh, so that's what creativity is supposed to look like. No, (laughs) our creativity is as unique as anything else about us. And so there is no right or wrong and there is no right way of doing things. Yes, there are definitely things like technique and depending on what medium, you know, there's things that maybe you should or shouldn't do as far as the techniques that you use to create your art or definition of what medium you might be working in. But again, it's so subjective and we can so often get caught up in the traditional techniques that are taught to us in school that we forget how awesome it is and how how much more expressive it can be when we experiment as well. Because creativity manifests itself differently in everybody. It's not limited to those who identify as quote-unquote creatives. Creativity is for everyone. Everyone. And so it feels different for everyone. It will look different as well. And so firstly, I really would love for us to stop judging the worth of our creativity by comparing it to others. Don't degrade your innate power like that. The journey that you are on with your creativity and the way that your art practice 
develops over time and the whole journey that your work and your art may take over the next year, two years, ten years, it's going to be unique to you. And so when you look at, say, if you're a creative business, let's look at it from that perspective. In my case, if I'm looking at my fellow ceramicists, I can look at it in one of two ways, generally speaking. I can either look at them and see all the things that they're doing and the successes that they're having and feel really upset and frustrated because I don't have the things that they have. And sometimes I might not even want to have what they have or to be doing the same things as what they're doing or to even have anything remotely like what they have going on. But it's not uncommon for me to get a little pang of jealousy because they have an element of something that I might want for myself. But the other option is that I can take the perspective of feeling excited because when you see another artist that works in, a, in the same or a similar medium to you or has a similar business structure or just has an art practice that you look up to, you can see that as an expander. So for anybody that's familiar with Lacey Phillips' work and manifestation school, you can think of those people as your expanders. And so in other words, that is seeing living proof basically that it is possible so if you have a really big goal or something that you want to achieve or some element that you want to bring into your creative practice seeing another artist that already has that going for them that then becomes your proof that it is entirely possible for you to also have that because If one person can do it, if one person can achieve it, then it becomes a possibility within the universe that anybody who sets their mind and their heart on that can also achieve it. And a great saying that I heard when it came to these sorts of things earlier this week was that you need to be stubborn in your goals, but flexible in how you go about achieving them. And especially when it comes to being creative, you know, your creativity is going to ebb and flow. You're not always going to be in that zone, you know, maintaining your zone of genius is not something that can be switched on 24 seven. It will come and go and sometimes when and as it pleases, and it's not always ideal if you're working to a deadline. So So these artists then can become people that inspire you. But again, the purpose of that is to always try and take that more positive approach when you are looking at the work that other artists are producing or things that they may have in their art practice or in their business, because Creativity manifests itself in everybody differently, but it also will come through differently as we build our creative businesses. 
And so it's simply going to be whatever comes to you naturally, but it's also going to be whatever is meant for you, especially if you're building a creative business, what one person has built, no matter how much you love looking at that, it might not be what's actually in alignment for what you need for your creative business. So making sure that you are keeping true to yourself and to your goals. That's really, really important. I know for me, when I'm stuck with some of this stuff too, just as a little side note here, is that I actually love to reverse engineer it. If I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed and I'm like, yes, I love what this person is doing, or I love what this person has built, or oh my gosh, that studio, I would love to have a studio a lot like that one day. I will reverse engineer that. I will look at why I love it, what aspect it is that I love. If it's a piece of work, if it's the color of the glaze or if it's the clay body that I'm drawn to or if it's the shape I'm drawn to or if it's um, the location of the studio or the layout of the studio, I will break it down and I will write it down in my notes somewhere and I'll look back on that so that when I have the opportunity to design new work or if I have the opportunity to relocate my studio and can completely go nuts there, I will look back on those notes. So in the case of designing work, I, you know, often will draw notes all over, all over my sketchbook with little printouts of work that has been really inspiring me for whatever reason, or, um, pictures. I have so many pictures of flowers around for reference for color and shape. And all of that, I pull apart a lot of National Geographics, to be honest. (laughs) And they all get thrown in my my notebook to look on them later to see if it sparks something. And that can be a really fun way is that you've got to reverse engineer it and break it down. The same as any other goal. You know, you've got the big picture, but when it comes to actually taking the steps to achieve any of that, you have to break it down into smaller steps. You have to reverse engineer that so that you can make it achievable and not overwhelming for yourself. And so truly there is no right or wrong, but there is also no right time. The timeline that you have in your creative practice is going to be very different to the timeline that somebody else has in their creative practice. And the same goes for building a creative business. We are all operating on our own timelines and to our own purpose and goals. And so that is where comparing yourself to other artists is going to be one of the biggest traps ever, especially if you are feeling really stuck and uninspired chances are at some point you have fallen down the Pinterest rabbit hole and you feel really uninspired and you don't know what to make. And so you end up just creating all these exquisitely curated Pinterest boards and you don't make any art. And sometimes you just have to sit yourself down and make art and not just seek out inspiration because seeking out inspiration, it can, it can really be a trap to be honest, it can be a trap and it can creative block you. It really can. It can actually make it worse. 
And so, of course, only you can answer that for yourself, but get really clear on what boundaries you might need to put in place when it comes to seeking inspiration. Are you seeking inspiration to actually be inspired because you're in a bit of a creative funk and you don't know what to make or you're looking for something that will just spark your latest design or whatever else it might be? Or are you falling down your Pinterest rabbit hole seeking quote unquote inspiration because you're avoiding making your art for whatever reason? Don't ever trick yourself into thinking that seeking inspiration is the same thing as making your art and don't fool yourself if you are only ever seeking inspiration and not actually going out and then making art. There needs to be a balance there. There really does. And so when it comes to inspiration, as I've mentioned, there is no right time. And the spark of inspiration can ignite a flame when you least expect it. It really can. And so observe yourself in those moments when you feel the most creative compared to the moments where you feel zero spark whatsoever. And that can provide some really awesome insight as well into what you might need to implement in your own creative practice. Because again, as I was saying earlier, you know, we can look to fellow artists and see what they're doing in their creative practice and what tools they might be using to help themselves and their art. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you have to really explore all that for yourself and actually implement a tool and try it on and see how it feels. And then maybe go, no, that doesn't work for me and try something new. You know, when it comes to maybe setting more boundaries or implementing a more scheduled approach, or maybe you rebel against schedules in every way, shape or form, and you need to have complete freedom in order to feel your most creative. It's going to be so different for every single artist, and it might even be different for every project that you work on or for every new new body of work that you develop. You know, it, it might be purely project-based or even medium-based, depending on what kind of art it is that you make. If you are based in textiles or drawing, painting, pottery, whatever it might be, Things are going to look very different, so you can't compare. You can't compare yourself too much to fellow artists if your work is a whole other thing, and there isn't some kind of element that ties those together. Because an art practice is really personal. You know, I've I've mentioned this earlier as well, but it really is, and so. What works for you may not work for anybody else and vice versa. And so, again, I mean, the whole point of this episode is that there is no right or wrong when it comes to this. You're going to have to take the approach that's going to be best for you. And so with that, I have a few questions that maybe you can mull over and have a think of. Maybe you can pause this episode and even grab out your notebook or your journal. Um, Because I found these these questions quite valuable when I was looking closer at my art practice a little while back. And so the first one is, do you feel like you're fully embodying your creativity? Do you find 
that you feel inspired quite consistently or do you find the inspiration is really up and down and you don't know when you might feel inspired and you don't know when you want to avoid creating art? Do you create more art than you consume? And that's an important one. Really explore that one. I'm going to do a whole episode on that one. Are you fulfilled from your current creative practice? And do you have a consistent or inconsistent creative practice? That's the other one that you really need to look at. Is your art making consistent? Because it's not always about taking these huge leaps and bounds Showing up even just a tiny bit, even if it's just five minutes a day, showing up on a regular basis for your art is going to push the needle so much further than not showing up until you feel super inspired and super in flow. Because who knows when that might happen? You know, we can certainly do things to support us being able to step into our zone of genius when we feel the calling. But like anything, it's not always going to work that way. And sometimes there's going to be resistance there. And so if you're constantly sitting and waiting, going, oh, I'll wait until I feel really inspired. I'll wait till I feel really inspired. You might be waiting a really, really long time because your art practice might actually need you to sit down and to experiment and to have a a huge element of creative play before you can have that light bulb moment of, oh, this is what I should make. This is what my next concept is. This is what my next project's going to be or whatever else it might look like for you. And so when it comes to creative play, actually, please, please, please go back and listen to the episode with Talise Burton because we dive into that topic and we talk for ages on it and it's amazing. She is awesome. And so back to these questions though, before I get too distracted, is that I want, I want to know how many of those questions did you say a hell yes to? And maybe there were questions that had your body shrink inwards a little bit and either you didn't know the answer to them or you knew that the answer wasn't the answer that your soul was craving and that your creativity is wanting from you. And so have an explore of that. Look deeper at your creative practice. If you are stuck feeling uninspired a lot and you are constantly stuck in comparisonitis, then chances are you need to look at your own practice a little bit closer and to dive into what it is that actually works for you because There is no right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. And what works for you may be totally different and totally unique. The same way that your art is completely unique to you. And so let's embrace that good creative energy inside of us that's begging to come out and play and find ways to release Fear, whether that be fear of failure, rejection, judgment. We 
we as creatives owe it to ourselves to accept however it is that we need to show up for our art and we can of course guide this a little bit as well you know don't don't feel the allure of really bad habits just because I say this because bad habits will always be bad habits and you will know if it's a good thing or a bad thing and if it's healthy for you and your and good for you or whatever else and whatever your situation is but don't be afraid to accept accept the things that you need to accept within your art practice because we're all creative I say this just about every episode but it it still rings so true is that we're all creative and allowing us to nourish that creativity and to let it grow and expand and ebb and flow when you reach that nice sweet spot and that dance because it really is a dance that dance with your creativity with your creative muse that's it's just magic it really is magic and so if you're craving that magic go do a little self-reflection stop seeking inspiration and just start making art start making art there's no right or wrong who cares if it's a total dud the fact that you showed up and you made art today is going to be amazing and you might keep that that work of art and then in 10 years time look back on it and it might spark the best thing you ever make you never know you never know and so I'm going to leave it there for today's episode I I really hope that you love this episode and so if you did please, please, please head over into iTunes podcasts and leave a review and a star rating of your own choice, hopefully five, because that would really help these episodes reach even more creatives. And of course, if you have been sitting on the fence about taking your art practice that next step and turning that creative hobby into a creative business, don't forget that I have an online course that is entirely self-paced, filled with heaps of knowledge and heaps of guidance that can support you in turning your creative hobby into a creative, thriving business. So be sure to check that out. You can reach that by hitting the link in my Instagram bio because of course, in between the releases of these episodes, you can find me over on Instagram. It is my favorite online hangout and my favorite way to connect with you guys. So shoot me a DM. Let me know what you thought of this episode and let's have a chat about all things creativity. My DMs are pretty much always open because I love jamming about this stuff. I really, really do. And so I hope that you have an awesome day or evening wherever you are in the world until next time ciao